0: Great job. Thank you, team. Uh, Let me introduce someone that we're excited and honored to have with us in worship tonight. Derek Switzer, would you stand, please? This is the National Youth Director for Ireland. Come on, let's make him welcome tonight. Thank you for being with us in worship. God bless you. It's great to meet you. Take your Bibles with me and turn to Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 8. We're going to focus on the last sentence. And as you know, God spoke to Abraham. God called him to leave that which was comfortable, that which he knew, his family, his friends, his hometown. And he told him to go out to a place that he would show him. And so let me ask you to see this last sentence. It says, he went without knowing where he was going. It's pretty amazing, isn't it? So let's read the whole verse. It was by faith that Abraham obeyed when God called him to leave home and to go to another land that God would give him as his inheritance. He went without knowing where he was going. Pray with me. Lord, speak to our hearts tonight. You know that we are here by purpose, and so now let your word be seed planted in good ground. And I pray that this would stay with us long after this service is over and would help us, especially when it comes to taking action for you and receiving guidance from you. We pray these things in Jesus' name and everyone said. 1989, Kelly and I became pastors at the church in Pine Bluff. By 1990, uh, good growth was happening. We realized we need to start forming plans to relocate the church. By 1993, we had those plans in place, and now it was time for like an annual meeting to initiate uh, approval for a construction loan, start building this, this new facility, ultimately move our church to this land that the church had purchased uh, when I was 10. That was my home church, and I remember being 10 years old, sitting out on one of the pews when they brought a picture of the land out, and then we got the big red thermometer and started raising money uh, to pay for that land. The goal was that one day we would move there, uh, not knowing that in the sovereignty of God I'd get to be back at that church and part of the process of moving to the new land and new church and all those wonderful things. But here is what happened in the business meeting, as we call it, in the church world, the uh, special call business meeting, not the annual business meeting, uh, but the special call business meeting to talk about the purpose of relocation. So we had cast the vision, shown the plans, talked about the finances, and this person stood, went to the microphone there at aisle number two. They could have used aisle number one or aisle number two. She chose number two, and she said, I have this question, do we have the money to pay for this? I said, like, well, with the growth trends we've shown you, what we believe is by the time we get into the building, uh, that with continued growth, we will be able to support the note." Uh, but no, we don't have the money. You know, if we had to make this payment starting now, we couldn't do it. She said, then I'm against it. Then another person stood up and said, well, in the history of this church, we've always been required to take a step of faith and to believe God. And then we've seen God provide as we took the step of faith. When the lady stood up and made the comment, if we can't afford it today, we shouldn't do it, there were, was a certain group that seemed to resonate with that. When the brother stood up and said, it seems that what God has done over the history of this church is as we have taken steps of faith, he's provided, so I think we should do it. There was a group that resonated with him. And so I remember really thinking through this question. God, do you wait until you have every I dotted and every T crossed and everything figured out? Before you make a move? Or do you make a move and trust that you will provide along the way? I can tell you there was a time, I guess I was in a school of thought that all of those things would come in detail. But I can tell you since that night, what I've seen happen and what I think the Bible supports in great evidence is that you step out in faith. Yes you plan Yes you prepare You do the diligence You look at the fact column But yet you keep the faith column wide open To where you are willing to step out of the boat And see how God wants to do the miraculous So it was at that time The Lord began to teach me the difference Between a map and a compass A map tells you where you are It tells you how to get to your destination, shows you all the different points in between, tells you how long it's going to take to get there, different places you can stop in route, gives you all, all the details, the geography, everything. But a compass, it's just a certain direction. It, it, it's not giving you all the detail, it just gives you certain guidance as you move. And the Lord has shown me that following Him, you've got to be comfortable with the compass because it's not about maps. For Abraham left home, going to another land that God said he would give him. He went without knowing where he was going. That's what I want to emphasize. He's in the hall of fame of faith because he was willing to take action. There's one word for the message tonight. It's the word action. It's the thought that God is drawn to movement. Abraham wasn't given a map. He was given a command. And as he acted on the command, God gave guidance. When you study the life of Abraham, the most specific guidance he was ever given always came after he took action at just the promise without the detail. Let that speak to your heart. Where are you in uh, the intersection of life and what is God saying to you? God will be many things he seemed to Start teaching me all the way back in 1993. He said, I'll be your healer. I'll be your provider. I will be your restorer. I will be like a father, but I will not be your chauffeur. He is a paraclete. He comes alongside of us. He, Yes, he's the leader, but he empowers and he wants to see us act on what he's put in our heart. He doesn't we don't just get back in the in, in the limousine of faith and, and have him just take us wherever we want to go. He wants us to initiate, he wants us to serve, he wants us to act, he wants us to realize he's drawn to movement. Let me give you a few thoughts on this. Here are verses that we often hear from Proverbs. Proverbs sixteen nine. In his heart a man plans his course, but the Lord determines his steps. Proverbs 2024. 20, a man's steps are directed by the Lord. The psalmist writes that the steps of a good man are ordered of God. Now let me put all of those together. A man plans in his heart, but the Lord determines his course. The determination, the, the Lord, he directs a man's steps. Determination, direction, order comes. And it always happens for those who are taking action. He directs your steps. It's not like, it doesn't say he shows you the steps. It says he directs the step. I see in this, this whole idea of if we wait for every I to be dotted and T to be crossed, we will wait on a day that will never come. That God calls us, he gives a promise, and as we take action, he's drawn to that movement and gives guidance. The Holy Spirit, like a compass in our heart, leads us in the way that we should go. Think about a, a navigation system in a car. Unless you're moving... It doesn't give you a sense of direction. you got to be moving somewhere. You you can put in destination, but until you move, it's not giving you the left turns or the right turns. You have to be moving. It is interesting. One of the books of the Bible that is filled with such activity of God, like supernatural activity, one of the most supernatural-influenced books of the Scripture, not that it's more spirit inspired but the activity of god that you see within the book is titled the acts of the apostles not their intentions but their actions you see angelic jailbreaks you you see the power and the presence of god move in such dramatic ways You see the church progressing, moving. They had no financial clout. They had no ties with the government. There was no cultural favor upon them. They simply had the power of God in response to their willingness to go into their world. Many churches sit wanting God to come. And God's saying, you start taking action. You get moving and then I'll have something to bless. What I'm saying and work it into your personal life. I'm going to make applications to us as a church, but make application to your personal life. Maybe you need to take a step in a certain direction and watch God add power for the steps you are to take. Now, one of my favorite has to be the story of Jonathan. This is over in 1 Samuel 14. Saul was a poor leader and... The Philistines were oppressing God's people. Saul's army's down to 600 men and two swords. Saul had one and Jonathan had one. Early one morning, Jonathan moves away from that group of mediocre servants of God and soldiers. And he's he's over behind this rock. And his armor bearer is with him. And Jonathan says to his armor bearer, "I, I... think we should attack. Now, there are tens of thousands of Philistines. They have the high ground. You have Jonathan and his armor-bearer, one sword between them. And Jonathan says, we should attack. And here's what the Scripture says that Jonathan said to the armor-bearer. For perhaps the Lord will fight for us. Now, what, what would have been your response to Jonathan had you been the armor bearer? Tens of thousands against two. They have swords, they're resource for battle. We have one sword between us. And here, here's the kicker. Perhaps had I been the armor bearer, I may would have said, Look, you, I'm going back to sleep. And wake me up when you're able to say, I am sure the Lord will fight for us. Before we even deal with how many they have and there's just two of us and we have one sword, I need to know that you are certain. And Jonathan says, perhaps the Lord will fight for us because you know, it's really nothing for God to save by many or by few. The armor bearer's response was amazing. You got to have friends like this. The armor bearer said, I'm with you. Heart and soul. What's our plan? He says, well, I'm going to step out from behind this rock. And if I get a certain signal from them, I will know they want to fight. We're going. They gave the signal. They charge. Somehow they pursue. They have to somehow get to that high ground to engage in the battle. And as they do, they only have one sword. But in the first little bit of space, they kill 20 ...of the Philistine soldiers. Now they have two swords. And as they keep fighting... ...it says that chaos broke out among the Philistine army... ...until many of them turned and were running going... ...run for your life, run for your life. There are two of them. (laughs) And in dramatic fashion, God throws in like this earthquake... ...see... God didn't even get involved until after they had killed a few soldiers. Now God intervened God. Matter of fact, even lazy, poor leader Saul, uh, awakened his 600 mediocre soldiers and said, "They're fighting, and they're actually winning. Let's go join them." But God threw in an earthquake, and great victory came to Jonathan that day. He moved on a, perhaps. God moved after Jonathan moved. Jonathan sensed a leading, and he acted. And as he acted, God was drawn to that action and did the supernatural. Now, there's a lesson here for every one of us as we pursue God and for us as a church. One more scriptural story, and I won't go into the details, I'll just say it like this, you have to embrace Naomi to meet Boaz. Remember the story of Ruth, there's a lot of chaos in their world and Naomi's life had kind of crumbled and she's going to return home and Ruth does what she felt she should do. She said, I'm going where you go and I'm going to lodge where you lodge, your God's going to be my God. And she moved. She was willing to make a move, not knowing that in her action was going to be Boaz, and then you end up with both of them in the genealogy of Jesus. So maybe your husband's in your next action. See what I'm saying? Don't wait him to come to you. <laughs> Naomi, you got to embrace Naomi. I'm sitting here, I'm thinking about Paul, you know, this guy who gave us two-thirds of the New Testament, and it, it just is such an illustration of the point I'm making. He moves out, led of the Spirit in his heart. He's going to go preach the gospel. He's on another missionary journey, and, and he's on his way to Bithynia, and the Holy Spirit says, no. He said, okay. And so he goes toward Mysia, and as he's going that direction, the Holy Spirit says, no. I'm not saying Paul was in a closet praying, saying, God, where? No, he took action, and as he moved in one direction, the Holy Spirit said, this is not it. He moves then toward another direction. The Holy Spirit said, this is not it. Finally, Paul goes to sleep, and in his sleep, he has a dream. And it's comical to me. You can almost see the guy over in Macedonia going, (laughs) it's over here. It's over here. Hey, Paul. And out of that, we have the Macedonian call. And he goes there because that's where God... Now, is that some horrible uh, indictment on his spiritual maturity that he went in the wrong direction? No! It is, matter of fact, a sign of his incredible maturity and faith. If only the local church could get a hold of that. We, we, we want every I dotted and T crossed, and then we'll move. God says, no, you moved and I move." You you get moving. At least Paul was on the move and God was drawn to that movement and gave guidance. The compass cleared up and got him to Macedonia. That's what I'm saying. Get moving. There's a great, great principle for all of us in this. Let me make application. We were starting our hearts to do GL twenty ten. Felt it would be a way to unite faith and finances to meet needs. And in this year, one illustration of this is the Children of the World Choir. How many of you were here on that day? It was an amazing day. It was not only, it not only because they're precious and anointed, but remember their emphasis was on water. Safe drinking water, which was you know, really strong in our heart coming into the year that we want to be used of God in addressing that need in the world. At that point, we had no idea that the children of the World Choir would be in the area, would be willing to come, and that their program of this year just happened to be with that emphasis. But see, God knew. We acted. We took an act. We took. We started moving, and God moved. And so we brought that in. It was so in alignment. It was so right on. It was so powerful. Uh, The Feed My Starving Children uh, organization. How many of you helped us bag the meals? Like tens of thousands of those to feed. We had no idea that that organization existed when we started GL 2010. But as we took action, then God aligned us. See, it's like you move and God moves. Amen? Amen? Now to see what God has done to to launch out and request financial support above the tithe in financial uncertain times and to see that you would pledge $33,000 a month above your tithe and month after month it came in double. The first month was $150,000 above the tithe. Are you hearing me tonight? See, take action against the uncertainty, against the question marks. Is this the right time? Is this the right... No, there's a stirring of God. God will be drawn to the movement. And now we've been able to put tens of thousands of dollars into local and national, international needs, and that is a sign of God. I've been talking with Dan Giddens, and this summer has been amazing for Summit Christian Academy. I, it's just. I don't have the time to go into the details. Of how God's putting together the team. And sharpening the vision. And as we started in that direction. God started pouring out resource. To do major things at the downtown campus. That we didn't have. But we moved in that direction. And, and God's drawn to that kind of movement. Uh, we're going to do these small groups, and you're in training, and Pastor Chance is leading and talking about the different dynamics of leading a small group, but there are just some things that you will not know until you start your small group, but the, the bottom line is this. You're moving in a New Testament church direction. And the compass of the Holy Spirit will be in your heart, giving you the magnetic north when the questions arise of this, that, and the other. Because you're moving in a godly way and God is drawn to that movement. He'll give the answer. You see what I'm saying? So, his commission was, go. If we we just go, if we just take action. It was not easy to step up to the changes that needed to be made here. But it's New Testament direction. It's, it's an inspiration of the Spirit. And as much as we've looked at every little minute detail in the natural, there's just a lot of things we can't know. And that's where faith comes in. Because if we could all figure it out, why would we need God? All we would need is our plan. And when we think too small, we get our plan. And then we say, hey, God, how about this? And we try to get God to bless what we're doing rather than feeling the inspiration in our heart and to make some shifts within the tectonic plates of a local church family that are in the direction of New Testament life and watching how God forms, shakes, and answers the questions that will come and gives harvest and power and influence. Because we were willing to move. We were willing to take action. So maybe we've put too much emphasis on vision by our eyes when we should have put more emphasis on our discernment, our hearing. Hearing comes by vibration. I began to sense there were just some things that weren't as they should be. and God began to develop design off of the discernment. And then we come to a picture and a purpose and a a promise. But there are still questions, so we just have to get moving. 27 days until the 12th. My God, let's just get there. You know, I am ready to put, like, the blasters on. Let's get off of this launching pad. Let's move to the next level and, and watch all that God is going to do on the journey. If you're with me. Say amen. amen. When you read leadership literature, it's all the eyes have it hands down. You got to see a vision. I think you've got to hear a vision because Samuel's ears came before his eyes to hear the voice of God. When you begin to hear a vision, then you can see a vision. You hear in your heart that there's a move you've got to make but you don't have the design on exactly the details but as you move off of what you've heard then you start to see what you've been hearing then you can say what it is you've been hearing then you have picture, you have form, you have architecture you have have a substance to it but the first is just faith it is that which you're hoping for it's the evidence of things not seen you've just got to move in the direction of God well I can see by the way you're looking <laughs> I may be preaching to the, to the choir I pray that as we move forward that you'll find the inspiration of the Holy Spirit in a faith journey if you're not opening your home to a small group then why not You're a door holder. Get your house open. Put it in the redemption business. Get with Pastor Chance. Get prepared. Get trained. Get all of the training you can get. And then just launch out and learn as you go. If you're not involved with this children's ministry, then get involved. Get involved. Find your place on the team and serve to make a difference. If you, if you haven't signed up to serve on one of the teams that's making one of the three services happen, then get involved. Get your smiling face out in that lobby and welcome people like, like they're your own family members that you haven't seen. And you actually love them. <laughs> There's some you you'd rather they not come. But those I'm talking about those that you really want to see just throw that door open with a big smile on your face and and be part of what God is doing. Now, in Pine Bluff, there's there's a wonderful work there. And yes, God did things. God responded to the act of faith and provision was there. More challenges than we could have ever imagined and yet more provision than we could have ever imagined lessons that I have learned that I couldn't have learned any other way. You just, if you're going to walk on water, you got to get out of the boat. Amen? So why don't we get out of this boat and let's walk on water and watch what God will do. This is exciting, church. This is adventurous Christianity. This is called living inspired, responding as God speaks. So I give you a compass, not a map. Those are boring. You know, in the natural, we'd like to know every detail I want to see, how long is it going to take. Isn't these computer programs amazing? I had to go somewhere in southern Missouri a few weeks back, and I was going to be 21 minutes on this road and two and a half minutes on this road and three minutes on this road and 17 minutes on this road. I mean, that's detail. You could set the trip by the clock. You could set it by the roads you were going to take. Just amazing accuracy with all of those maps. Love it. Weather patterns now. The weatherman comes on and tells you it's coming down Elm. It's at 91st and Elm. And you better get in the storm shelter if you're at 101st and Elm because it is coming through your front door any minute now. You are not a surface-to-air missile that has these... Coordinates all typed in. You are a servant of the living God. Set yourselves. Let the wind of the Holy Spirit start to blow, and it will move you in the direction of God, and provision will come for the vision, power along the way. Give him a praise tonight. We're done. Praise God. Stand, everybody. Thank you, Jesus, for this exciting adventure of faith in you. You know the past, present, and the future. And you see the parade from the very beginning to the end. You see all of our days. You see what's coming around the corner. We do not. We see this parade one float at a time. We, we get this one day at a time. And so I pray that we would act. We would move. We would move in the direction of New Testament life. And as we do, you will provide. You will give specifics. You will give details. You will order our steps. You will direct our steps. We plan, but you determine the course. So Lord, we're just telling you, we will act. This church didn't get to where it is waiting around. They have arrived at this place because they are willing to Act, and you have been drawn to the movement of faith at this church, and provision is the result. And now we got to keep going. We can't stop. Lord, I'd love to just tie on to the to the shore and not get out where the big waves are. Just kind of play it safe. But you have not called us to that kind of. Of impact. You've called us to high impact. You've called us to get out in the water to swim in. You've called us to a new place. And there's a lot of it that we've we've mapped out, but there's just a dimension in each one of these changes that we can't know until they happen. And I pray, rather than anxiety taking over when it comes to those questions that faith would rise that wisdom would flow and that we would have the answer when we need it and we'll act on that thank you Lord for grace over this church now I pray for each person here some are at a place as Abraham was they need to take action You've put in their heart a leading. They're trying to respond to the leading in their heart. May they take action in a direction of God. You'll give the details as they move. You'll bring people into their life that will amaze them. You will bring provision. In that flow is everything they're going to need for the destiny that you have before them. Faith, the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, we just hear it, we sense it, and we act. We worship you tonight. If God could create heaven and earth, if God could cause this entire solar system to function as it does in all of its detail in all of its intricacy if the many dynamics that it takes for the sun to stay just far enough away that we don't burn up but not so far away that we freeze to death if somehow he's putting air back in our lungs this very moment moment after moment and day after day then he can work out the questions that are in your mind if you will just act and move toward him. Seek.